Hey there. Welcome to the in between. <laughs> you got to time that just every, right every time. You don't. You don't record an intro like uh, like Colson does. You got to do it again every time. Every single time. We should probably record that at some point, but it you know it it's takes away from the um opportunities to mess it up at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just the the naturalness of it. That's, that's right. Hey, we got a that's special guest. I've been here many times. Not you. Not me. What? I said special. I hear special. I guess. think I assume me. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. It's not Paul either. <laughs> it's like walking on the stage when they're clapping for the worship song. <laughs> Dude, I have every every time okay. you want to be like, Paul, no need to clap. Thank, thank you. you. I'm so <laughs> glad you know that I have thank, that battle yeah. every single every time. <laughs> every just time. me, just guys. Bow. Don't. I don't. No, no, no. Really, it's okay. Really, it's, really, okay. it's all right. You know what's funny? Is- <laughs> oh, oh, for them. For them. <laughs> I'm every week. I have to decide not to make a joke there. What's uh, funny is I'm telling myself that it is for y'all. <laughs> even better there you go oh i think it's probably for god that's just my i hope so <laughs> i mean <laughs> I, I really hope you just listen to the words of that song and now you're clapping because god is awesome he's like god is awesome but you talented know, people god is awesome well led god is awesome. god is awesome anyway I'm probably gonna survive chris for 35 more, minutes more <laughs> God more applause. I would I would press the button, but I don't know which one it is. Uh, <laughs> yes, more applause for Mr. Blake Errington. Yay. <sighs> Static. <laughs> thank you. That's thank you. Like <laughs> a little more, a little more. A little more, a little more. Hold on. Let you going to push a button? button? Just no, please. Okay, I think okay, just we'll, push one. We're going to push one. a button. We're going to push a button. Oh, that wasn't it. <laughs> no, please. Remain standing. Please. Uh, I got great. weird. Okay. Um. Yeah, we have Blake Arrington with us. Okay, so who's that guy? Who's that this guy? This is fun. This is when those of you who listen to this podcast as part of the sneak preview for what's going on at South Spring Baptist Church, today is a spoiler alert. Ooh, That's really spoilers. cool. Spoilers. Because Blake, I'm not going to call it a spoiler. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, kind of. But we're going to Sunday, we're going to introduce our newest church member. And staff member Blake Arrington. So, so well, we he, have to vote on him for and, the church. That's, and that's family. a good point. The church, the hey, church at least staff not, member. Yeah, he's he's a staff member. I don't know if he's a church member. We'll see. Wait, the, you guys haven't voted yet. This is as be a problem as a membership. So the you membership you gotta, here. You, you're you know, staff member is one thing. That's actually the easy test. It, it's the it's the voting it's on the voting for the membership for the membership yeah. that could that's really what's happening bite you. when people applaud. They just do it by like, do, does he look good? They does have the family. Does the family look like they you know, have no idea that that's what they're voting on or that they're voting? But yeah, most of the time they did. It's awesome. If I you're excited, that. you can applaud. That's the way we say Big time smile. to vote. Time to vote. So yeah, Blake's going to take uh, about plus or minus about half of Rebecca's job, um, and Rebecca finally, for the first time in several years, will get plus. to innovate, create new things, not just put out fires. And so we're very excited as he's going to be taking on. Um, discipleship ministries, life groups. What all do we hire you to do? Men's ministry, women's, women's. College. I, the word motherhood was in there somewhere. But, That's right. Uh, yep. College, young singles, young single adults. Very yeah. cool. So, uh, adult. That's a big job. Adult ministries. Adult ministries. Yep. Ex- executive pastor. Pastor, pastor of, of adult, adult ministries. ministries. Yep. Okay. All together now. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So that's. I mean. 
Very fantastic. Exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. And Rebecca will now be the executive director of Next Gen. Next, Next Gen, Gen Next Generation. Ministries or Next Generation Ministries. Which also sounds really fancy. And it, it will be, we're actually going to be introducing her as well soon. Um, as our new as Rebecca, Rebecca Lizenby. Lizenby, which I need to change on her email address. Y'all talk for a little bit. I got to put some work to do. <laughs> you got to get something done today, right? Right. Okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Blake, and uh, and then we'll jump into the conversation on the passage today, maybe a little bit. Awesome. Well, um, I am from Texas and I didn't get here as quick as I can. I've, I've been here uh, for most of my life. Um, grew up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but I have lived in Texas, Georgia, Thailand, Tennessee, and uh, and then College Station, Texas is where a couple of my kids were born. And so uh, I'm an Aggie. Uh, started uh, doing, started my first job on uh, May 17th. Oh, sorry. Whoop. Whoop. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. I'm kind of a two-person. Like, you yeah, got yeah, to you you call me. <laughs> you got to be patient with me. <laughs> Uh, but started my uh, first job or, uh, at, with GE healthcare as an engineer. Uh, and it started May 17th, uh, 2002. Mm. Uh, and then I got a call from, uh, Chris Legg on May 17th, 2022. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Nice. Um, I didn't realize that, but my mom had it written in a baby book and like, yeah, in my baby book and in an old, uh, my utmost for his highest that she looks at, uh, nice keeps notes in. So, man, that's how my dad does it too, is he's got, um, uh, books that like his, his devotional books that he goes through every day and he's got like somebody's birthday, you know, yeah, this, right on this day on all of them. It's like on this day, this happened. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Streams in the desert, right? Isn't yes. that like his favorite? His his favorite is Streams in the Desert for sure. But yeah. he's, you know, I started multiples. doing that one just because of that. Oh my gosh. I'm really I'm really bad it's, at the the little devotional books. Me, I have a hard time with that. Me too, but let me tell you what. They're pretty good. Some yeah. of them are, yeah. at least. That's cool. Well, I'm good. married, been married to my first wife for uh <laughs> almost 20 years now. Good job. Uh, and she is her name is Shauna and uh if I hope you'll get to meet her. She's an incredible lady. She'll um, definitely get voted in as a member. Yeah, oh no, yeah, that one. She well, she's time. a and those yeah. redheaded kids, man. She's yeah, a shoe good for looking sure. kids. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh gosh! I've got four kids. Um, they are uh, uh, three girls and a boy: uh, Aaliyah, Emily, Isabel, and Michael. Um, and three out of four have red hair, which is like currency around here. And I don't. Oh really my gosh! Yes, get it is. why. Not only to some people. Yeah, <laughs> I had a red beard. You don't have red hair. That's why you don't get why. I had a red beard at one point, but it's it's not that color anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, I understand. It's, it's not. I'm not much longer for the uh, for being the redhead. You can tell it's. There will be in ten years. There'll be somebody who meets me and doesn't know I was a redhead. The slow fade. My identity crisis will happen. Anyway, it really cool. it really shouldn't be attached to your hair. Man. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's some. I mean, it, it is a it is the first thing as a kid. When you're redhead, everyone says everybody comments. Everybody, it is unreal. I learned to hate it as a kid. Hate having red hair, but I've been trying to trauma. I've been trying to give Michael some uh, like creative answers to where'd you get that red hair? Yes. Well, and mine, my uh, okay. So my mom has a story about that where she was walking, holding hands with my dad when I was a baby, and people would stop and do that. Where did he get his red hair? Because both my parents' hair, my dad's almost Indian dark black and then my mom's is dark brown and 
and people would ask all the time and they got somebody who kind of hassled like, where do you get his red hair type of thing bugging him? And he, and finally my mom says, uh, holding my dad's hand says his dad is redheaded like that. And creates right. a good, terrible, Cricket. awkward silence. Yeah. Cricket. So anyway, one of her favorite stories. Oh, yeah, hey, that's good. Go. Hey, go. I will, you will be called upon to do that. <laughs> we on. have a button that does it too. We but do, but we don't know which one it is. Colson just walked in the room. He may know, but I know, probably not. I know one button. I know I which, which, which button Well, you now is. know which is the scary music. Yeah, button. the scary one over here looks a little bit blue. Okay. But I have I'm going to go with green. Fantastic. Green has got to be cricket. Surely green is cricket. Cricket. <laughs> or green could be the there that you one. Go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we I think we all intentionally try to forget immediately what we learn about it, so that it's because it's it's, it's still funnier, funny. It's, it's funnier better. that we it's have no that idea we don't what know. they are. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, absolutely. Hey, um, okay, so your first Sunday uh, or second Sunday, technically, because you were technically on staff this Sunday, um, so you're responsible for the whole power outage thing. Yes. Decided. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, that and Rebecca being <sighs> gone. It's embarrassing. Think, how, so how many how many people commented to you guys about? This is what happens when Rebecca's gone. I think it yeah. started Handful. as a joke with one person, and then it just, just kind of spread, <laughs> spread out. We're just gonna name it and claim it. Exactly right. Her wedding blew out the fuses. That's exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the actually, the fire alarm went off several times during the wedding. Oh, it was too hot to handle. Yeah, let's exactly. not go back there. It's fine. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. So uh, Paul will be preaching this Sunday. Mm-hmm. And as, it's one of those cool things. As much as I love preaching, um, I also love Sundays when I don't preach. There's something really cool about those weeks. So it's restful. Um, There's something really it. cool about not having to do my job. That, that I is, yeah, really the one love. job that I have. Yep. I'm just I just you know, what do I do on these weeks? I just I don't <laughs> just sit around. <laughs> That's not true. Everybody, never mind. How about how about this? Uh, uh, I want to comment on verse. 17. I don't remember. I remember where you're starting. Is that where you're starting? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's where you, you finish at 16. Yeah, fix at 16. I actually wrote a note in here that like this verse 17 should be like our church's warning verse. Yeah. Warning like verse. Our special warning verse for our church. No waterless mm. springs, yeah. please. Waterless springs. Woo. Anyway. Uh, hey, you're in, you're sitting in Colson seats. Colson seat, Blake. Why don't you uh, read the passage for us? So we're 17 through second Peter two seventeen through, are you going to go to I 22? Think that's a question mark? 22. Just read to 22. Yep. 17 through 22. Yep. These people are springs without water mists driven by a storm. The gloom of darkness has been reserved for them for by uttering boastful, empty words, they seduce with fleshly desires and debauchery people who've barely escaped from those who live in error. They promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption, since people are enslaved to whatever defeats them. For if, having escaped the world's impurity through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in these things and defeated, the last state is worse for them than the first. Mm. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of of righteousness than, after knowing it, to turn back from the holy command delivered to them. It has happened to them, according to the true proverb, a dog returns to its own vomit, and washed so sow returns to wallowing in the mud. Nice. Brit. I can do better. Give me another chance. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I didn't, I, I, I didn't really feel the dog returning to its vomit. Did you? 
What uh no, what, to which, which translation was that? Uh that was the Christian standard. There you go. <laughs> uh formerly the HCSB, which was the hardcore Southern Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah. No more hardcore no, no and more. Southern Baptist nope. in the same sentence. Nope. nope. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Is this recorded? Too soon. Yeah, exactly. Ten, <clears throat> ten, eight second delete. Um yeah, in fact, I, I just will take a moment and comment on those of you who are listening. We have already rep- put something out on social media and on the <clears throat> Reconstructed Faith podcast. Uh, some comments on that. And I'm hoping today to squeeze in and today and tomorrow squeeze in reading the whole report. Um, but gosh, I just I pulled it up in sentence number one of the report. Have you read it, John? Yeah. Like. I have not either. I've read some of it. So here's yeah. the here's the first paragraph in the executive summary, by the way. For almost two decades, survivors of abuse and other concerned Southern Baptists have been contacting the Southern Baptist Convention Executive Committee to report child molesters and other abusers who were in the pulpit or employed by church as church staff. They made phone calls, mailed letters, sent emails, appeared at SBC and EC meetings, held rallies, contacted the press, the press only to be met time and time again with resistance, stonewalling, and even outright hostility from some on the executive committee, period. That is, that is sentence one. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, this is going to be fun, 300 pages to read. It's, I mean, and it's, it, that's, <laughs> given what they say and the rest of it, that's like, that's painful to read, but it's not, like, that's not exaggeration. I think they and say between six and seven hundred examples they uncovered in seven months. In seven months. That they were able to, unco- I mean, it and happened like, over decades. And but. there's plenty of things that aren't, I mean, you know, like you, you know that that's what's, anyway, the whole thing is like really unnerving. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, if, <laughs> not to be too on the nose here, but if our faith was attached to being Southern Baptist, if yeah, if that was if that was part of our identity, um, I, I mean maybe not part. If that was more foundational in our identity, like this would be really hard, um, to to reconcile. It's really hard to reconcile on its own, right? But like, I I mean I just find myself going, wow, like, yeah, it 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 escapes. We talked about yesterday, and we mentioned on the on both things how un just how unbiblical this is, and I don't mean just from the command perspective, just the modeling. Like the Bible doesn't hide the sin of the leaders and the right, and, and it I, reveals them to and us. And I will tell you, as as someone who uh, experienced um, things like this um, in in the church, like it's you feel so alone in the midst of that. Like like there's. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way that that just happened. There's no way that it's real. There's no way that anyone will believe that it's real. Like all of those things. And you then you find out, no, this is like a, it's a thing. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like I had, um, I've, I've, I've had a lot of, I don't know, um, Paul, if you've had any, contact with any of your well this probably not um other than your you know best friends uh um but any of your washita people i've been seeing all kinds of people from oklahoma baptists that are like 
yeah, this is why I left the church or, oh yeah, this is why I'm not a Baptist anymore and all this stuff. And I'm like, Mm. man, I, are you kidding me? Like, I think you said it. Uh, we don't hang our hat on the actions of individuals or the, or committees or leadership. I mean, we hang our hat on the gospel. Right. Right. And so the, the repentance and, you know, we know that there's sin and we know that we're sinners and that everyone is uh, sinning, but we hang our hat hat on the restoration that Jesus offers us through the gospel. Right. It's just really hard to understand that this has been going on for a long time. And, you know, for a lot of, I don't, I don't want to pretend like I never heard that anybody had ever had any struggle or anything like that, but there was an element of not, I mean, it's especially not knowing the like how much, it was happening and how much it was being covered. Right. And um, the one organization that might should have brought all that together and understood it instead, didn't want to understand it and was avoiding it. So, and we're, I mean, was weird. telling people that they couldn't. Right. Right. Like that, that I really like, I'm, I'm having a hard time with that right now. Yep. Well, let's see if the Bible says anything that has anything to do with this, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Good luck, Paul. What, what are you looking at? With the oh oh yeah, and we'll do. I'll probably do a. I don't know if John's mentioned it to you, but I'll probably do a three minute intro Memorial Day, I and then and, okay. So Sunday, uh, we'll I'll, I'll go up with you at the beginning and do a little three minute. We'll we'll do a one minute video, or it's about a minute long video for Memorial Day or something, and then and then I will comment on that, and then I'll make a three minute comment on this stuff, and then hand it over to you. Yep. Um, Minute 30 is the video. Okay. And it's a really good little video. So referencing it's, that, but it's not, it's a Memorial day video. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway. Um, all right. So what are you picking up as you're looking through this? A lot of days again, a lot of days. Um, <clears throat> I think especially when you like, when you run into, um, 20 with this knowledge of now, so they through the knowledge of our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ, um, now coming back to like the clausal statement of like, so wh- how does that define the they? Like, who are we now talking mm. about? Are we talking about believers? Are these people believers and false prophets? Are these people unbelievers and false prophet prophets? Um, and I think, you know, again, there's an argument in a case for all, all sides of it, but still what is, what at least is clear is they weren't, they weren't doing this out of ignorance of who, Right. Jesus Christ was. Yeah. That's actually, so the original was, and, and take this where it, take it as far as you want in this, we'd said 17 through 19. And that was mainly just because I didn't want to stick you with 20 through 22. Yeah. Um, and so, but you can go, obviously you can go as far as 22 if you want, regardless, unless you just want to do this, I'm going to unpack the next week, the conversation of security of salvation in detail. Hmm. And so even if you teach, if you teach all the way to 22, unless that's what you do with it, Mm -hmm. I'll probably the next week jump over to Hebrews 6 and 10 and some of those passages and wrestle through them part of that. So feel free to go where you want with it. And kind of like the, the pattern that we've been running into all through the second chapter of you, you almost want to back up every Every time time you start and you almost want to go a little bit further and then you got to back up and then go a little bit further. I mean, it is just kind of. Yes. So, so intertwined and woven here. Um, Cause it's one big long sentence. 
But it, it definitely, I mean, it seemed to be like if you wanted to, 17 through 19's got enough material if mm-hmm. that's how you want to do it. But, but dude, take it, take it as far as you want with it. Um, anyway, sorry, I jumped in there. Nope. And again, I just think like, <laughs> it is, it is still interesting that, um, especially again, amongst the times, how applicable, oh my gosh, it's like the, how many, how many pastors are going to be looking to preach something based on the current events and then end up maybe somewhere in a passage like this. Yeah, this, one, this one's perfect. And, and again, like the pattern, <laughs> here we are, the pattern that the Lord's been, you know, faithful to, to bless us with as the decisions to just move through scripture and then to watch just kind of the timeliness of mm-hmm. the word towards what's going on. Not, not necessarily us just responding, you know, every single time because it wasn't, it wasn't like we're preaching this now because of no. what has come out. Oh right? my gosh. No. Yep. There is a, I am I just, just again, for our small audience here, it is my plan that if abortion, if the Roe v. Wade, decision from the, about the time I was born is overturned, I am going to take a Sunday and teach a, a, a topical sermon on abortion, which I almost never do. Um, but, but, uh, but yeah, that kind of stuff is really rare. Normally we just move through the passages and it's shocking mm-hmm. how often I'll, I'll, I will count on that day that the passage we were going to be looking at will still be applicable. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I break away from it in some ways, but, um, but that's kind of our mindset. We try to teach exegetically straight through it isn't that teaching topically is wrong no Je- no no, no. Je- jesus and did hopefully it. if you're teaching topically <laughs> you are teaching exegetically <laughs> right, you're right. still teaching straight from the past i mean that's right that those two are not in competition right. with each other they don't have to be yeah. um yeah yeah i think the truer shame is is preaching topically in the sense of you're only talking about topics right you're not talking yeah, about that's scripture not good. Yep. and that's right. that's the unfortunate side of it or you pick a topic and then you go find the verses that you like Mm-hmm. Or the sentences, Versus. yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the sentences. <laughs> yeah, whether they whether they fit exactly right or not, you avoid the ones that you don't like. That don't. That's that's the hard thing in my mind about teaching topically is you're you end up having to pick and choose passages, and it always feels like oh, how what what by what standard am I picking and choosing? Is it the ones that back my preconceived notions? And uh, I don't want to do that. So yeah, that would be eisegesis, not exegesis. So anyway. It, I mean, yeah, looking at this, that what they promise versus, so how yeah, they the live, freedom. what they promise, what they actually deliver is just brutal, brutal. And, and yeah, I mean, verse 18, speaking loud boasts of folly, they enticed by sensual passions of the flesh, those who are barely escaping from those who live in error. And that does fit very well. I keep thinking in verse 19, the, they promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. Mm. I mean, that's, there's also that like just feeling of as just wishful, like hopeful thinking yeah. on, on, a on these people's part. Like, no, surely, surely this is going to bring freedom, right? right? That's what they're banking on. Right. But they, they're slaves of corruption. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, it's the adage, Chris, you know, as Abraham Lincoln said, <laughs> right. true, true freedom is only the ability to select your own master. That's right. That we're all going to be mm. overcome and enslaved to something, but right. We now have the freedom to be to choose Christ. And here, even though they had the knowledge of Christ, they sought another type of freedom in their minds as they yep. interpreted it. And then what it became was essentially turned them into slaves of corruption. 
it, it, yeah, what, what in today's world, how people talk about rights and freedoms and all that kind of stuff. And usually what they're describing is something that they're enslaved to. Do you guys see, like as pastors, do you guys see this passage as also a warning to us? Like, you know, we are just as susceptible to the things of the world as anybody. And so we have the Holy Spirit kind of leading us, mm-hmm. but just like uh, any believer does. But uh, I, I see this as a warning because even in these passages, I see a little bit of conviction. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, hey, I, Blake, you've had that in your life before. You felt those feelings <laughs> oh, yes. hey, yesterday, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I want to I want to be careful, just like the the report uh, mm-hmm. that's come out. I think that in itself is a warning to pastors now yeah. that we need to continue to be vigilant and it's not something that's going to go away. Right. The world is continuing down the path it's going. And so we no, have to be Blake, careful. We don't struggle with that at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. Should yeah. we talk about yeah. Yeah. Me, exactly. me either? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and, and, it, and so I remember so well that what, well, I don't remember what youth, Who one, hired one, this one of the guy? years of youth camp, when the guy did a great job of, of teaching to the students. And one of the things he started with was we, we always identify with the hero in every Bible story, but we probably should be identifying with the villain of most of the Bible stories. And we should at mm-hmm. least take the time to try to identify. Like it was a great reminder. Mm-hmm. And we've come back to that. It's a great, it is a great reminder to say, yeah, that's, that's the danger of these, these passages is that it's like, if we're not careful, we take these to mean them. Yeah. Someone Somebody other than other it could never us. be me. Yeah. I could never be enticed by one of these false teachers. I could never uh, be enticed by sensual passions of the flesh. Like, oh no, I'm, I am always being enticed by them. Like that's a, yeah. it'd be interesting if Peter is, is writing this as a warning. I'm, I, I think probably more often he's writing this not as a warning, but almost like as a, because it, it's not compatible in his brain. And that's the challenge and right. the reminder that I need to have of again, how closely I want them to be more compatible. But I think in Peter's mind, you know, this is again in 21, for it would have been better for them never to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it turned back from the holy commandment delivered to them. Yep. I, and this whole, the last state has become worse for them than the first. I think that there's this notion of Peter's writing this out of this, this clear understanding that these people aren't believers. They've right. turned away. How on earth could have, I mean, a believer ever act like this? Like this is understand, this is the understandable plight for them because they have turned away and it would not be a understandable plight for the believer because it would be, you know, in, right. Not, not compatible in Peter's brain for the believer to then act like this. Cause there'd be no excuse. And so I think that, that challenge of that, you know, dichotomy of nope, this is not a place we would even should be even remotely closer dwelling in yep. is probably Peter's de facto mode here in writing. And yet again, how, how quickly we can kind of, well, let's kind of blur those lines or gray that up a little bit. And, but all the same, yes, to take it as the application of, okay, how do I make this about me before I make it about them? Right. Always seems like a wise, wise place to start. Yeah. Where am I in this passage Mm -hmm. is always healthy. For it would have been better for them not to have known. When you mentioned that, like, uh, Mm -hmm. it's outside of God's design. Not only did Peter find it incompatible, but it's outside of the way God designed it to be. You know, God wanted us to multiply, to take the knowledge of the gospel and multiply it to others. And these are clearly spiritual teachers and leaders. And oh yeah, and uh, and so they have come to know the truth, and they have warped it because of the world, and and gone back to their own vomit. And uh, and then they've discipled wow, others to follow that, yeah, to go that direction. Yeah. And so it would have been better for them to have not known Christ, right. and that their soul would have gone to hell. 
and uh, everyone wouldn't have been discipled and led down that road. That's a really interesting way of looking at this too, is we're not just talking about individuals. We're talking about teachers and leaders, shepherds, mm-hmm. false ones. And so it, it would, that would be the case. And, and maybe even there's a, immediately I thought of the, um, the battle going on between kind of Nancy Pelosi right now and, and uh, the archbishop in San Francisco, uh, France, actually, anyway, I can't remember his name, but because he's just said, he just put out in documentation yesterday that she's no longer to come for communion that she's no longer to be served mass um, because she's, and the, his reasoning, and again, I'm not picking on this politically, the reasoning was she's now committed the sin called scandal in the Catholic Church, which means you're not only are you sinning, you are now using your authority to lead others to sin. And so, uh, because he had this report on how many times she has said, as a practicing devout Catholic, I am for abortion. Mm-hmm. And so he referenced all these and said, so not only now is your soul at risk, but you are causing other people's souls to be at risk. And again, we don't agree necessarily with all that theology, but it reminds me of that. Like it's a, mm. there's, there's, there's something beyond just, this is not just caught you. You're now leading others into this and you don't want to answer for that someday. You don't, you don't want to, I, I immediately jumped over to Hebrews 10 that where I think it's a similar thing. These are not believers. They have the knowledge, but they've not put their faith. And now they're responsible for that knowledge. And you'd be better off going, going into judgment ignorant than going into judgment with the knowledge of the truth and yet no obedience. Um, anyway, that's mm-hmm. oh, good points. And I probably won't get, obviously, in the, I probably won't go all the way through 22, um, but the dog returned to its own vomit uh, just was it yesterday. Yesterday or the day before. Um, oh, it was the day before. We, uh, Jill had to run to FedEx in the French Quarter and we had the girls with us. And so, of course, we swung through whatever it is, Petland, Pet Smart, whatever mm-hmm. one is down there mm-hmm. to, to look at the cute things. And then there was <laughs> so all the all the puppies, all the dogs. And, and they were like, you know, can we get one out? Can we play with one? All the normal things. And there's a whole bunch of other kids there doing the same thing. And uh, there's a bunch of kids gathered around. What's, uh, what's your fluffy dog? Oh, the uh, Golden Doodle? <laughs> yeah, they had a Golden Doodle. So it was like smaller version, but super curly, fluffy. Yeah, you know, um, kind this of is a doodle of some kind, reddish brown, <laughs> and uh, designer mutt, and yeah, and all these these this group of kids were, uh, but this other family were in front of it talking about it. that's the one they wanted to get out, that's the one they wanted to get out, and then the dog proceeded to not vomit, but out of the other end, <laughs> oh, gosh, and then turn around and eat everything <laughs> out of the other end, and it made a doodle. But <laughs> that is outside of God's design as well. Let's, let's just say the dad said no. Yeah, exactly. We're not getting that you don't one want that dog licking playing. all the children on the face. Yeah, we're never, not, we're not never mind. That dog. Hey, have, I hope you're having a great breakfast. If that's what's uh, <laughs> that's when you're listening to this, Blake. We're so glad to have you, man. Awesome. So glad it's going to be an adventure. Wow, I don't know how, but be encouraged. <laughs> glad to be here.